welcome back to the Let's XP Geek and Gaming Podcast. This is episode number 64. Tonight we're talking about Plague Tale Requiem, which was Mondo's pick. We all played on the Xbox Series X. I'm one of your host, Todd. We have uh, Armando himself, and we have Steven. Boys, how are we? Can we just keep all his takes in for, for this intro of this video? <laughs> I mean, that, that was pretty fantastic from Garbage. Dick and five, Gaming. Five takes to do the fucking <laughs> intro. <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. How are you guys uh, doing, man? Good. good. Oh, Todd's, good. Todd's angry. Uh, <laughs> fired up. Fired up. I can see it in his eyes, man. He probably up. played some ping pong. And he lost. <laughs> no, I didn't lose them. I'm still alive in the... The losers bracket at the work ping pong tournaments the spring invitational um <clears throat> no man kids are just fucking they're fucking assholes um oh yeah say it can speak to that want want it's you know what it sucks when you watch the movie hook the masterpiece hook hmm. and you identify with hook <laughs> right <laughs> with the villain because <laughs> he has this like really really good fucking speech he does to the kids when he's trying to teach them like schoolwork or whatever and he's like the truth is um, before you were born, your parents were happier. <laughs> it was like, holy shit, yeah. like, this, hit, this hits hard. But yeah, for anyone. Yeah, but but kids are very similar to cats, and cats are assholes. I don't know. What's yeah. the asshole status of your cat, Steve? Are they like right there with every other cat, or are they kind of calmer? Oh, yeah, no, definitely assholes. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, okay, yeah. see? No, there's... Have, have, you had the, have you had the issues where they start pushing shit off of the counters? And oh, stuff? yeah. Like, if there's anything on the counter, he'll call me out on it. He'll go on the counter, he'll look at me right in his soul, and then fucking flick that <laughs> shit right off the table. Like, how he's, dare you, sir? He's like Big Ronnie <laughs> from Greasy Strangler. This is right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, shit, Speaking dude. of cats, man, it was about 6.25 a.m. this morning, and I hear that fucking gagging noise they make before they fucking throw up. <laughs> and I swear... <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, oh great, here we go. And then yeah, I swear it sounded like someone had a fucking cup and just turned it over and spilled the water on the floor. That's how loud it was, like a splash. Ooh, like, what the fuck? Liquidy. So I go out there in the hallway, and it's like a XL pizza in diameter of just fucking water. So I'm like, she fucking chugged her entire water, threw it up, and you see her stupid little cat prints of her puke in it, walking. I'm like, this fucking bitch, dude. <laughs> she's, she's, do the kids uh, not pick it up or what fuck no dude they don't do shit i'll tell them to pick it I'm up and, and they and they leave like streaks or like little nuggets or like yeah or like i'm like hey i gotta mow the lawn pick up the dog shit and i step in it when i'm fucking mowing the lawn it's ridiculous oh man i hate you don't even have a great dane imagine the great dane shit that's hidden in the grass <laughs> fucking human <laughs> shit dude that's human size shit right there that's todd size yeah, shit. That is. do you Jesus have the your, your cats get the dingleberries steve what <laughs> do your cats get the dingleberries oh that mean? The little shit oh my god the shit hanging from their because, you don't know about dingleberries oh please give me education okay american other, education my cat please. let's go back to my piece of shit cat all right she's 16 years old she's old as fuck right um, i can't believe the, the cat with you yeah i have the cat with me my wife's still in texas so it's my cat now and the other <laughs> night she she hates me she's she's bitten me numerous times scratched me for no reason things like that the other night she crawls on the bed crawls onto my chest wants to sleep on me i'm like what the fuck are you doing i smell i smell straight diarrhea and i fucking i, I nudge her off and i look down i'm like what the fuck it was yourself it was no, you it, it was the cat she had her cat litter and a piece of shit stuck on her butt or something and she left it on my chest i'm like this motherfucker did it on purpose i guarantee it <laughs> Oh my God. Oh it's a mutual my. it's a mutual hate dude I, yeah so dingleberries yeah, dingle you get stuck on the butthole 
Okay. Yeah, yeah they get so. stuck around the asshole, and they're like Christmas ornaments hanging on there. <laughs> <laughs> You've never had that issue with your cats? Not much, because I sh- we shave their butts, so it doesn't happen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's just got the tail. Who's oh, <laughs> shaving their buttholes? Yeah. <laughs> Can you do Todd next? Because right. uh, I'm sure he's got a hairy ass. And I know he gets dingleberries too. I get, dude, I get him with the best of them. The dogs get them and then they rub their asses on like, that's the worst when you see a dog trying to rub their ass on like the carpet or something. Like, right. Fucking... Uh, anyways, enough talk of dingleberries, asses, and cats that we dislike. Uh, getting into a little bit of news. We didn't cover the news last week. We're going to change up our formula a little bit, do it every other episode. And we got quite a few things uh to talk about because a lot of things have transpired since we last met up but uh the biggest news mcu in peril because jonathan majors was arrested for domestic violence so um this ended up being one of those hey we have to mandatory arrest you because of this Uh, no he's innocent and now everyone is dropping him from movies and you name it so i'm not sure what's going on behind it but i know that marvel has a plan i guess in place in case uh they completely decide to go without him. Kind of sucks, man, because he's a great actor. But apparently, uh, he's got some skeletons in this closet. So, um, you thinking they're going to change him at all, Steve? I mean, look at look at the Flash. We're getting the Flash. So, yeah, uh, no. It, apparently, they're not going to change him at this point unless he does something else. He's like kind of you know on probation for uh, for Marvel. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's such like a big deal, right? In the MCU right now, he's he's the big bad for Fuck this yeah, phase. For the next, so. Like, yeah it's kind of a complicated situation for them and like you said there's a lot of stuff like did he do it did he not do it what are his circumstances we don't know you know and uh, of course always believe the victim but there's still a a trial process so i don't think anything will happen to him right now uh but they're definitely putting them in an awkward position right which happens sucks a lot of these companies now it's like you never know I mean, I, I get it. You get angry and stuff at your significant other, but God damn it. Come on. Does it got to get to that point? I mean, be smarter than that. You know, just, no, just no situations with her. Exactly. They, whether shit. you're famous or not, walk away from that shit because you don't want your life changed forever. Um, this next bit of info really kind of hit home and it hurt a little bit as far as, you know, gaming um, and what I was used to growing up as a kid, teenager watching, but E3 has been canceled. Um you know, I used to look forward to E3 every year as a teenager because that's where you get your big game announcements. That's where consoles are announced. You name it. Nobody's going to E3 because it no longer exists as of 2023. So I'm bummed out about it. What about you guys? Did you ever look forward to it? Was it something that always caught your attention that you tuned into? I didn't tune into it, but I was always a subscriber to Game Informer magazine. And I still am. Oh, yeah, me too. It's, it's really cool. You still have you're still a subscriber? I cut the I cut the tail on that one, man. I couldn't I do it, it anymore. Too many I, magazines. I did it because it's twenty bucks a year, and that's you know dropping the bucket for some good entertainment. But no, my point is for, that, like, for rich people always, like you. Oh please, <laughs> um, I'm, I don't have the eighty inch fucking TV. But um, <laughs> no, they always did like an E3 special, which was always really cool to see what's coming out and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm bummed, man. I I, I used to take the day off like every year for E3, you know, yeah. just to sit back and enjoy it you know it's Watch such TV a unique yeah it's such a unique experience to get all these cool game announcements within like a two-day span you know can you imagine that for movies where only like one weekend a year they dropped all their biggest movie announcements and you had no idea that they were going to happen can you imagine like the yeah. excitement that people would have for that those two days so as a gamer that's what we had and now we're not going to have that anymore and that's a total fucking bummer 
It's just like it takes away a lot of excitement for gaming. As soon as you saw Nintendo on there, Sony, Microsoft, you knew this shit was going to be a banger. Uh, you wouldn't see what days, what times, make sure you plan it out correctly and not this year. But I guess, you know, with the way that things are moving, technology and all that stuff, everyone's kind of doing their own um, their own little show. So as an example, the Ubi Forward event, which was going to take place at E3 specifically until they canceled it. Uh, they're still doing their own thing, June 12th, uh, 2023. I don't know exactly what they're going to announce if they haven't announced 30 times before, like Skull and Bones. and Mirage probably, uh, right? Like, um, actually show off. I mean, off. they they had the Assassin's Creed Ford event last year where they announced it. Maybe yeah. gameplay, like you're saying. Right. Um, There's that one uh, game that they've been in development forever, the fucking monkey. What is it called? Oh, yeah, Beyond um, Good and Evil. Beyond Beyond Good and Evil, yeah, that one's been development for God knows Never, like twenty forever. years, just like Skull yeah, and Bones, so, like you said. Correct. So I'm hoping that whatever they announce, it's something fresh, um, because game gaming franchises, man, is competitive. Making something new is a lot harder today than I think it was twenty years ago. Is that safe to say? I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's it's hard. We were just having a talk what like a week ago about how hard it is to create a new game based on something current. You know, like a like call of duties you make a clone of that it's not gonna really sell well. it's not gonna depending work. on this but yeah um mcu and dcu crossover now that james gunn is uh the big wig over there for dcu is that something you guys would want like a spider-man versus fucking the equivalent in dc blue beetle or what do you guys think about that i I'm going to say this joke again. Isn't Blue Beetle the fucking racist guy from the boys? I get him, <laughs> the conf- boys? I get him confused. Uh, definitely not the same, but a play on the what character. What is this fucking name again? And oh, the boys. I-, I found it for you last time. I don't remember. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it wasn't Blue Beetle. Black Beetle, Blue Beetle, something. Beetle Beetle. I'll look right now. Um, I don't give a fuck, honestly. I, I think DC just needs to focus on just starting fresh and, and you know, get the baseline going, dude. Like, let's start there. Blue Hawk. <laughs> Blue, <laughs> there he is. Not even a beetle. He's, I knew it was blue. He's something. like a bird. <laughs> no, but they just need to get the fucking the the baseline going, and then they can start being crazy like ten years from now. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind seeing it. I don't think it should be part of either their respective universes, but they could do like spinoffs and stuff. I know the article specifically mentioned that James Gunn um, was pushing for a Harley Quinn and Groot uh, film. Of all things, oh so uh, it would have been just interesting to see like how that would work and everything. So I don't think it's needed, but I would I would definitely check it out. Uh, maybe they'll change their tune after seeing the the photo leaks of uh, Gaga as Harley in the uh, sequel to your favorite movie, Joker. What is it called again, Steve? Fully Adder. Fully Adder. What is, what is the <laughs> outrage for her for her look? She's. Yeah, a good I mean, it just she's a great actress, yeah. but. I mean, there's just that movie, the idea of it being like. What are a they musical. doing with her though? Is she looking like Jared Leto, she, crackhead? Is she looking like? No, she, she, she looks, looks like um like a like a, tone, like, like a toned down version of Harley Quinn, but still okay, fine, you know. Okay, so people. Just the whole fact that it may be a musical is what sets me apart from it. I wasn't a huge fan of the first one. And yeah, that's weird. If you're going musical for the second one, I'm good. Um, but transitioning to Blue Beetle trailer just dropped for that. 
Um, I gave it a fair chance watching it, and then George Lopez showed up in it, and I was like, nah. Oh, he's terrible. I, I'm good. <laughs> he was good back in the days when he was first on this, like, showing up, but now I'm good, dude. You gave Your wife gave you her liver or kidney or whatever, and then you divorced her. I, I'm good. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Something like Sounds that. Like he's just not that funny. Lost with John Locke, where his dad wants a kidney or something. Right. Really yeah. yeah. Great, great, <laughs> right, great right. show great show great did show. you guys did you guys happen to see that trailer steve maybe you i did it was generic as fuck it was typical fucking dc like DCU. it was dc is just every movie they put out it seems you say i'm gonna talk about one during what watched it is the blandest shit ever it's it's why people <laughs> have superhero fatigue i think they think of like the stuff dc has been putting out lately it's awful yeah, I think I'm really curious to see how much it changes, if any, when the James Gunn properties and stuff start coming out, um, to yeah. see if it's better. I, mean, I don't, I don't know. He was peacemaker, so yeah, and the Suicide but, Squad, so maybe, maybe, but they're definitely hurting. Uh, Secret Invasion trailer also dropped. Uh, the Nick Fury centric uh show that's coming out this year it also has khaleesi in it which mm-hmm. oh man i love her she i think she's a great actress and i hope she has some kind of game of thrones um little callback in that mm-hmm. fucking movie that, that looks um, good though in, it's fucking it does look good spy, like, spy thrillers type stuff after civil war and or mm-hmm. winter excuse me winter soldier um i really like when they do that with marvel um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing these scrolls and what the hell's happening and how it affects the MCU universe at, at large. Yeah, because um, shit's been so big lately. You know, we're talking like Quantum Mania and all that stuff and Thor. Uh, to see these like kind grounded. of yeah, because I like one of my favorite shows was, was Hawkeye. You know, because it was yeah, so it was grounded good. and it was just kind of spies and you know. So to have another TV show back into the kind of the reality is is going to be pretty cool. You always succeed with grounded um, shows or movies for me uh, Mm because it's more realistic. Uh, Toddy Boy, I know how much you loved uh, JCVD's uh, rendition of Guile in this movie and Kylie Minogue. Rumor on the street is they're making a new Street Fighter. Um, It's in the the works at Legendary Studios. So um, we did get the new Mortal Kombat two years ago now, maybe. Um, Now we're going to be getting a new Street Fighter. Um, are you ready to see another Baranka? That's just a guy painted Blanca, green? Blanca, Baranka. Baranka's from Mortal Kombat. Bar- Baranka's like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Baranka, yeah. Isn't Blanca mean white in Spanish? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Um, <laughs> weird. It's weird because he's green. His name's Blanca. And, and, and from Brazil, so you think he know? And from Brazil, yeah. Uh, whatever. No, I'm pumped, man. I that's a guilty pleasure. Street Fighter. I know it's not good, but it's good. It's fucking great. So <laughs> let's bring it on. JCVD needs a... to come back. He just has to come back. What's he doing? Really? Nothing. You want him? Not a fucking thing. Nothing. He's making a hundred Universal Soldiers like film. Yeah, seriously, dude. Let's let's knock it off of that shit. That first movie. I think there's like eight of them now. It's like ridiculous. It's yeah. I keep seeing new ones pop up. It's like what the fuck? Like Seagal and his bullshit movies. Oh, yeah. oh god, we don't we don't talk about Seagal. Only the good ones. <laughs> um, I would really, you know, what they should do is a convention of um 80s fucking action stars. That you imagine how that much that shit so would sell. Cool. All the yeah. dads that would be there. Right. Like <laughs> it'd be all dads. It'd be all dads. Hey, dude. look, it's Arnold. It's fucking so. And then you know what? There would not be any fighting in line. A lot of handshakes and courtesy. <laughs> it'd be great, dude. A lot of um sketch your shoes, step lots ups. Of, lots of deodorant. <laughs> right. Yeah. Lots of deodorant. It would not smell at all. No. <laughs> 
Oh, shit. And to kind of wrap up the news here, um, we had this little celebration thing called Star Wars Celebration that recently passed in England. And by God, I don't know if you heard my boner all the way in Canada, Steve, but it was raging because we got an Ahsoka trailer, Mm. which was absolutely amazing. Uh, extended trailer showed Thrawn. Uh, spoilers. Thrawn. That, the trailer you, you showed me of Ahsoka was kind of disturbing. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, the one that I sent you from Reddit that was. Uh... <laughs> Let's just say they make they make weird parodies of everything. So. Yeah right. Yeah, yeah they made strange. weird sexual parodies <laughs> of everything. Um, the Ahsoka trailer looked absolutely amazing. We got mm-hmm. three really big movie announcements. Uh, the first being the Dawn of the Jedi movie. That will be uh, written and directed by James Mangold. Um, this is going to take place, you know, the origins of the Jedi have to be, which there was a comic about it uh, a few years back. That was pretty cool um, to see it in movie form, though. Not everyone reads singing in the movies. I think it's going to be fucking amazing. Um, this one's a little controversial because I know you guys may not be a fan of the sequels, but Ray rebuilding the Jedi Order, a movie set in the uh, aftermath of the sequel trilogy, 15 years after, to be exact, of Ray trying to create recreate the order. I'm excited because Daisy Ridley is coming back as Ray. So, over what do you under, think about that? Over under, she has little kids with Finn. What do you think? Uh, I don't think so. No, no, no. Why? I. I don't. I don't know. I never got that impression that they ever paired her up or showed that she was interested in anybody during the sequel trilogy. Okay. Well, yeah, Finn obviously um, was I, interested in her. Yeah. Well, well, at least in the first one, I, in the Force Awakens. Yeah, well, the, yeah, but terrible writing aside, <laughs> they set that up for them to be either love interest or for Finn to be an obvious Jedi. So. Yeah. It was well, definitely everywhere. That I agree with that, but I really <laughs> hope they bring back this uh, sequel trilogy cast with with Finn having the the rougher story arc. Um, but at the end with that force sensitivity stuff, I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. That's what we should have got from seven, but we never did. Mm-hmm. Um dude, a stormtrooper turn traitor turn Jedi is such a fucking cool arc. It sucks it never came to right. fruition. Oh, there's a lot of really cool fan art there out there about mm-hmm. him with the stormtrooper yeah. stuff, and I really hope it comes to fruition. And even bigger, I think um Grogu is around 91 at mm-hmm. this time. So the with Grogu being such a money getter for Disney, um, it would be kind of cool to see him at 91 in fucking Rise of Skywalker. But obviously, we don't know what his uh, where his story is going with the finale of the Mandalorian right around the corner. But uh, the last TV, uh, the last movie announced was actually a Dave Filoni movie that he's going to direct. It's going to be his first movie he directs, and it's going to be a culmination of all these TV series we have: Mandalorian, Book of Boba. Um, skeleton crew, um, maybe some other stuff that's in the works, yeah. uh, but basically it's all leading up to what I assume to be the heir of the Empire movie with Thrawn and the finality to all these threads. So, Filoni is, is definitely uh, the predecessor or the the heir parent uh, to to Lucas, in my opinion. Uh, so I'm really glad they gave him a movie and they gave him an opportunity to do this because Star Wars is fucking amazing and I love it all. So. Uh, but that's it. That's it is for it? news. So, is it? Yeah. Is it though? Yeah. All of it's it. It's amazing. You can, you can honestly say that every single piece of Star Wars is amazing. I find it very hard to find. There's one book that I definitely don't like. Um, well, let's I go. Just let's go with me. just just visual media because I know there's a shit ton of expanding universe and or legends is now right. It's legends. Is it called legends now? Yeah. What do they call it? 
there's legends and then there's obviously the new canon but if we're going with just the visual media the things that we've seen um definitely prequels lower end of the spectrum for me i like them for lore more than i like them for what they actually stood for um sequel trilogy i really like because my my kids that's what they grew up with you know Mm -hmm. just like i grew up with original trilogy but uh, if there was any weak point for me, it would probably be the prequels a little bit. Not that I hate them, but prequels were a little, huh? What's this? So, there's too many. Master Skywalker. Oh, Master Skywalker. There's too many of them. What will we do? <laughs> you killed kids. younglings. You fucking. You, have to, up, you have to do the Obi Wan like his fucking thing. He does. Oh. <laughs> hey, he was shook. Shook it. Obi Wan, that I mean, the Obi Wan show wasn't good though. I mean, I, I get it. it. Man. I, I, I liked I, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you. Well, I'm glad you can find joy in it, Mark, because I know it's your thing. I think it. I think the hardest part with Star Wars and where they fail is number one, their marketing. Their marketing is crap. Their figures and all that stuff is crap. Um, but what really happened is what happened after Return of the Jedi. There was nothing for a long period of time. Everything that we learned or liked the Star Wars, we had to do through reading. And reading has been a big part of Star Wars. It's always been a fill in the blank. But then you have new movies thinking like, hey, let's restart this over. Maybe people will fall in love again. But a lot of things you see in the movie, like what the fuck's going on between Force Awakens and Last Jedi? Because there's so much good quality um, like books and comics that take place in between. But unless you read them, you miss out on it. And then you take it at face value. So it, it just kind of sucks in that department. Yeah, I mean, my my biggest thing, without trying to bait you in an argument, which I was trying to do, but you're being a good boy today. Um, oh, I won't fight you. Spider-Man 3, it's all it takes. Spider-Man, oh, we don't need to get into that. You can listen to our episode about that. <laughs> um, no, like, I honestly, you know, the original trilogy is perfect, right? I know there's problems, but it's perfect. Um, and everything that, you know, Anakin does and Luke does and Palpatine does is now null and void because they decided to bring, somehow, Palpatine returned. Stupidest, I think the oh, stupidest, oh, stupidest, is alive. Thing, stupidest thing they could have done because it voids Anakin's fucking sacrifice because it doesn't matter anymore because now we have fucking Ray who's fucking yeah, boring but, as hell. But we determined that your name is synonymous with evil and hate and stuff. So oh, that's your I defense. mean, that's what, <laughs> that's, that's what I take it is you hate everything. So uh, I think you're actually being referred to as the no fun uh, zone person on your other podcast as well now so um i will I let am. the people speak in your stead sir i think majority whittle me this about rise of skywalker <laughs> being trash i'll just leave it at that i love it i know I you love it you're poop head. i get the chills still when they all show up at the end <sighs> <laughs> we're here poe oh Fuck po. oh he yeah. got the whole galaxy together in 10 minutes yeah he fucking absolutely break. fucking did he did. Luke Skywalker. He was Luke on Skywalker AOL. Blew up a death, Luke Skywalker blew up a Death Star in like 30 minutes. That was yeah, a huge battle, good. bro. This fucking. I used to bullseye wall press oh back at home. You're talking shit about your own fucking thing. Do you realize this? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. Anyways, uh, what watch read and played? Steve, Nothing ignore him. Here. Mute him. Mute him. Mute him. Mute him. I'm just kidding. You're wrong. Uh, Todd's a mean person. We don't, uh, we don't what, mute anymore on this show. <laughs> I can talk about it. What watched, read, and played? I don't know if I talked about it last time, but I did finish the Pornhub story and was what? really sad that uh, the Pornhub story on Netflix. It's a documentary. Oh, okay. Um, it was just very. Uh, I was expecting one thing and got another. I got information, not you're, you're looking for porn visuals. 
<laughs> yeah, it's the porno story. I was hoping that they'd just be jang- dangling in the back. And <laughs> didn't happen, but it's still a good uh, good listen to. But that's all I got for what I saw. Um, do you want me to continue with the rest of my stuff, or do we want to circle jerk it? How do you want to do it? I like to circle jerking. All right. <laughs> then let's circle jerk. We're circle jerking next? it. Um, who's up next? I'll do a superhero thing because I, I know you guys like to hear about it. So I read a graphic no- novel, uh, World you War read? Hulk. I do read. I know how to read. Oh, let's hear the read? joke again. Oh, let's hear it, motherfucker. I didn't book. say it. Let's hear it. I didn't again, say it. Rise of Skywalker, fucking lover, weirdo. World Time War name. Hulk. Oh my god, I can't even get it out. World War Hulk. <laughs> Shut up. I'm about to mute you. I'm changing the rules back to muting London. Um, it is essentially about because. Hulk has this traditional things where he fucking freaks out, destroys the city. So all the Avengers send him off to fucking, I forget what the fucking planet's called. Um, he finds Star? love. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. He finds love. You know, he has a kid. He's gonna have a kid. But then the fucking planet kind of blows up and kills his family, and he fucking gets pissed, kind of. right? <laughs> and uh, he's like, "The Avengers did this." So he goes back to Earth. And he fucking takes it on the Avengers, starts kicking people's asses. He's got some really cool fight scenes to it. Um, he gets Black Bolt and just fucks him up. And he has a really cool scene where he's like, um, Black Bolt does like his scream thing. And like, he's like, yeah. Can you imagine if Black Bolt stepped on Legos? (laughs) He'd destroy the world. (laughs) And he he thinks he takes him out, right? And then Hulk comes, he's like, I didn't come here to hear you shout. I came here to make you scream. I'm like, oh shit. Oh fucking, He stomps him out and he drags his body around. It's really cool. Uh, essentially though, he makes Avengers fight. He wants to kill them all, things like that. But then they have this fucking guy, this superhero. That I think is super lame. I forget what his name is, but he's like got like uh, schizophrenia or something, and he's really scared about his own powers. He doesn't want to fight, but he's the power most Moon powerful Knight? being. No, I forget who it was yeah. now. But they I'll uh, find out now. Um, long story short, they convince him to fight and kick Hulk's ass and ass, and that's the end of the story. So, uh, pretty cool story. Not a lot of actual story to it, but some really cool fight scenes and artwork. And that's pretty cool. Amazon, badass, dude. by the way. Nice. Hulk's a badass. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, so my first one's also a superhero film that I watched over on um, VOD, and it is Shazam: Fury of the Gods, which is the sequel to the original Shazam. Uh, this movie takes place a little bit after the first Shazam. The family, you know, they're all like Shazamming now. They're all superheroes, and uh, the daughters of Atlas go after. Uh, some artifact, and then, of course, Shazam is the one that can stop it. Um, this is exactly what you would expect. You know, it's uh, it's fine. You know, I, I, like, I semi-enjoyed watching it. Uh, some of the jokes are okay, but a lot of them felt forced. But holy shit, this movie is bland as fuck. It's just, it's got no heart, no soul. No one seems like they want to do this. It's just, the acting is spotty, the CGI is spotty. It just wasn't good. Uh, I'd even say I preferred Black Adam over this one. Uh, it's just, Ooh. yeah, DC really needs to get their shit together. Now, thankfully, this is still like old guard DC, but um, I, I, can't rec- <laughs> I, I, I can't recommend this at all. It's just not worth your time. And I don't think there'll be another one. It bombed fucking badly. So uh, don't expect a Shazam 3. And uh, yeah, so I give it three <laughs> stars out of five. Hey, was it the Sentry in uh, World War Hulk? I think so, the blonde dude. Gold yeah, costume. I think yeah. it was the Sentry, which will be in Thunderbolts, right? He's a, he's a coming bitch, out. dude. Yeah, I think okay. so, yeah. 
he's a bitch. Well, speaking of bitches, my next thing um is for what I read. Oh no, and that was a <laughs> <Move> book. <along. laughs> that was a book uh by our very own. Ooh. I even put it here, Todd L. Period Condit. Uh, Road Rage for loser. Uh, no, you I'm know what? My, I'm making fun of myself this time. I bought an e-reader because I needed an excuse, and then you released your book on it, um, which is your fourth book, if I'm correct, right? Correct, yep. Published. Um, It's actually really good, dude. So I don't know how you do it, but you did capture a lot of that anger for fucking road rage. Like, I felt every moment of it, every description in it. Hell, I even made a cameo in it, uh, going (laughs) out uh, pretty pretty insane in it. Um, But your character, Anthony has such great uh i relate to a man driving on the road out here in california how angry he gets from being cut off by people that cut you off all the time um your book gave me fucking anxiety especially in the middle parts where he starts being stupid um and getting himself into situations where his he should be doing things the right way but he fucks up and things just go to shit but i think it was a very well-written book the ending actually caught me from uh, surprise because I didn't know where you were going to go with it. And you you went one way that I thought you weren't. So uh, pretty clean, cut and dry ending. Uh, it was really good. I enjoyed this read. I mean, I've enjoyed your other ones, but you you have this tendency now to where you include little snippets from your other books, which I took screenshots of. because I'm like, this motherfucker is creating his Todd verse. <laughs> this, guy, this guy, for everything that he hates about fucking MCU and it's DCU. It's not superheroes, though. It's fucking I know, killer Santa I know. Claus and stuff. Correct, but you're you're essentially creating the fucking horror Todd verse of interlinked things. Yeah, uh, so more consistent that than is, DCU right now. Let's just put it that it way. Is, it's a fun read. Um, it's it's not a long read, which is even better. It's a, it's in that perfect comfort zone. Um, so that book, like I said, is called Road Rage. You can get it on Amazon if you have the app. You can download it. Uh, for I think it was free, right? It's free if you have Kindle Unlimited, which is like an Amazon Prime thing, or you can get it for a dollar, which is less than anything in the world right now <laughs> with inflation. Yeah, so. l- less than eggs, but definitely give it, it a, a read. Dollar, I get like forty five cents, so. Yeah, up, well, I ordered I ordered the hard copy too uh, Ooh, because eventually like you're gonna have to sign them all for a me. Dollar, <laughs> perfect. Uh, read it, go read it, especially if you want to know how I go out. Um, because I I, I made a very lucky uh, cameo in this book and uh, had a very you're interesting. Pivotal, you're a pivotal character. You were his first one. <laughs> oh man, it's it's the best. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Thank first. you. Yeah, personally, I thought this was like my best written one. I think I'm learning a lot as I go along um and yeah the the whole i'm glad that you felt his rage because it's literally what i've it's true it's it is it's one of the biggest what do you like when you get in your car and anthony the killer talk essentially he's me without killing people yeah it's like when you get in your car like something turns off in people's brains where you have this like disassociation with things common courtesy yeah when you're in line like even this line is in the book too like when you're in line at target you don't get on someone's fucking asshole and like breathe in their neck and say move fucking move but people do that in cars you know yeah but like you know mostly like people are courteous they don't put their carts in front of you and honk don't you know for the most part but when you're in a car Man, it's like people don't give a fuck about anything but themselves, dude. It drives me crazy. And you feel every minute of it in this fucking book. Yeah. One, every one, minute of one, it. I got like the worst review I've ever gotten from this guy because he hated <laughs> Anthony. I'm like, 
he's a fucking what do you expect he's a fucking <laughs> like I, I literally wrote that this guy kills people like he fucking moron but um whatever keyboard gives you power it. like fucking me on your dude it's like yeah. haha i want to ruin this guy's day by saying you fucking suck it, even it though really, i've never ruined anything know, no honestly it did ruin my day and like i i feel bad because like i i try not to like be really hard on indie stuff but like sometimes we get these screeners and i'm like this movie fucking sucks yeah. so maybe i should be a little bit better with my perspective on it but um yeah people are trolls and like, we talked about this in another show like internet cars it gives you this like sense of invulnerability you can just be an asshole whatever you want but thank you for reading it um i have i will always games. call you out 100 percent honestly just so you know no i appreciate it because um, you're a bitch, you're a bitch full. <laughs> two uh two small games that i want to talk about um and that's super mega baseball three on xbox Series x game pass where if you don't like mlb the show which i do um and you just want to do like an arcade baseball game Super Mega Baseball 3 is awesome, man. I fucking, there's moments where you'll hit a line drive into the fucking pitcher's head and he'll just collapse on the field and you're running the fucking oh, bases. I'm like, someone gonna fucking go out there. He's <laughs> okay. And then he'll come up to the next batter pitching and he'll show his stats like severe pain, severe <laughs> concussion. I'm like, take this guy out of the game. What are we doing? <laughs> but um, it's super fun. Beat that. It's like 15 games for a season. You go in the playoffs and shit like that. You're just raining fucking home runs on the on the computer. It's pretty fun. And then for Game Pass, if you don't have Game Pass, they do perks. And one of the perks was um, DLC for Far Cry Hours of Darkness, which is a Vietnam spinoff for Far Cry, uh, Far Cry 5. Downloaded it, beat it. Super fun game, man. Like you play a door gunner on an Apache or Chinook, whatever it was. Uh, door gunner on a helicopter in Vietnam, you get shot down. And you're a survivor and then you get a radio and like you have to make it to the evac. But of course, you're like, hey, soldier, you got side quests. Uh, rescue your fallen comrades, take out this anti-aircraft gun and as you're going to your evac point. So um, maybe like a five-hour game or something like that. was really into it, really cool, but you have to like Far Cry. And Far Cry is kind of like a love-hate for me. Like, I really love it. And then as I play it longer and longer, I start losing the interest. I never beat them. But this was right in the wheelhouse of five hours. So that's Hours of Darkness, 3.5 out of 5 on Game Pass. Nice. Far Cry Five is my favorite one of the Far Cry series, personally. It was the which one? Which one was that one? Was that the one? The American the one. It's the one with no, the fucking it's, it's religious. The American. It's the religious American one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one was cool. In, you're like in Montana or something, right? Yeah. Hope Hope Valley or some shit like that. Yeah. Um. All right. So my second one is another movie I watched on VOD, and this one is this this year, 2023. It's called 65. So this is Adam Driver. Ooh, Adam Driver. Um, so basically, he's a space pilot, and he's commissioned to bring like 40 people uh, to like another location in cryostasis. Uh, it's a two-year journey, and all of a sudden, he hits something in space, and they go through like a time vortex, and they crash onto a planet. Uh, he is one. He's seemingly the only one alive, but he does find a kind of young girl who's also alive on his uh, ship. And then he realizes that he is not on another planet like he originally thought. He's actually on Earth, 65 million. What? Uh, With that title, I never would have guessed. Before. No. Yeah. Um, oh so Just like the, it's a plot of Beast Wars, dude. Right. <laughs> Literally the plot of Beast Wars cartoon. Even with the fucking life pods. Does he find life pods too? With other survivors? 
I uh, know it's just just no. two of them throughout pretty much the whole film. Uh, so a little bit like Lost, he there's like another part of the ship that is a pod, so he can get out. So it's basically him and this girl trying to get that other pod. Meanwhile, fighting like dinosaurs and all kinds of shit that uh, we had on Earth 65 million years ago. Uh, the, this is kind of a weird movie because there's only really two characters other than like these holograms of like people in his family that you see throughout the film. And they decided to make the other character speak another language. So the nice. whole fucking movie <laughs> is just them like repeating the same words over and over like water, water, water. It's just like, God damn. <laughs> Couldn't they make him at least speak the same goddamn language, like to have some kind of meaningful conversation between the two? And it just felt overly long. There's some cool dinosaur stuff. Uh, Adam Driver is always great, but the movie just love Adam have, Driver. has no substance. It's, it's just like a pointless movie. Like, this is a story that did not need to be told, in my opinion. So I gave it two and a half stars out of five. Uh, so that's 65. Adam Driver has got like a magnificent voice. He was one of my favorite parts of the sequel trilogy. You know what I've come for. Oh, Kylo Ren definitely needs to be fleshed out of that character. He was dope. I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I had the strength to do it. Yeah, he's great. (sighs) Oh, God. When he killed Han Solo, my fucking heart dropped. That first movie, I loved it, man. Sucks that it went downhill for me. It was fucking great for you uh, because your name's Todd. Um, my last thing for the night is something in, that we road wage too, man. You better fucking watch out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we could all share in this uh, event that we had gaming session with the boys. We uh, all got together again um, on Xbox one night and we decided to play some games. So uh, we dove into Friday the 13th, which is always a fucking blast, especially when you get down always to fun. that last survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, personally for me, it was pretty much, it was really fucking fun because there was an ass puckering moment where these assholes were all trying to leave in a car. Um, <laughs> and I, I kept pulling them out and killing them. Pulling, it was really fucking intense for like 15 minutes, but I was able to clear the fucking board of all of them. But Friday 13th was fun. We played some Halo. Um, I've always told these guys I suck at first person shooters. Um, they found out the hard way because I think I killed Todd on my own team a few times. <laughs> uh, and uh, I was just fucking horrible at it. I think at, at peak, I had six kills while uh, Todd and uh, Dr. Guts had like, I don't know, 30 or 40. Um, but it was I kept being on the same team it, too, was, which was a, yeah. not a good strategy. Uh, <laughs> until you guys were destroying us on that fucking map of Capture the Flag. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, Blood that was fucking yeah. crazy. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think uh, I think some of our guys who are playing are probably still downloading um, <laughs> the fucking game, not looking at 2A. So. Um, but no, I had a ton of fun, man. Every time we hook up with you guys or the listeners and we start playing games, um, it's fucking great. Um, and I know there's some new games on the horizon. Uh, we keep talking about uh, Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. that's due to come out pretty soon. So I cannot wait uh, to play something new and fun that I normally wouldn't play on my own and play with you guys. So tons of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's always fun. Um, I have one more movie, and then once we're all done, I will talk about my punishment film uh, <laughs> from Steve. And uh, so I watched uh, Godzilla from 2014, and I watched it when it came out, and I thought it was kind of boring and bland. Um, definitely a bait and switch with the trailers and all that stuff. Um, I'm not gonna tell you the synopsis of fucking Godzilla. Everyone knows giant lizard. And the monster um, design was good. 
Yeah, it's whatever. Um, oh my god, he hates everything. Oh my gosh, can I fucking speak? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> there, go ahead. There's this, there's this scene that I think is like a top scene of like the last 20 years or something. It's so good. And it's when they're doing the helo drop and they have the red smoke and they're going through the fucking um, the clouds and the smoke where the Godzilla and other creatures are fighting and it's got this haunting music to it. It's almost like like a post-apocalyptic horror theme that they're going for and i'm like holy fuck if they captured this feeling throughout the whole film i would have been sold like fucking great movie that scene alone is fucking worth the price of admission but overall man i think it takes a lot of time to get there um there's not a lot of fighting with godzilla and i don't know i i love um skull island with king kong i thought that was the best one out of this kong yeah fuck yeah out of the kong and godzilla and the new stuff these new ones just don't really do it for me for whatever reason um besides kong skull island like i said so that's godzilla is this the aaron taylor johnson one yeah uh, yeah and it, it makes uh, no it, sense think... for him to be in the movie at all because his dad's no. like this brilliant scientist right he's Walter a fucking White. navy guy and they're like taking him into the fucking planning of like we need to know what to do about Godzilla. Like, why he's a fucking lieutenant in the navy give him like you he, he's rescued give him the fuck out of here so i didn't like that that's... he could have been like a scientist or some shit but it's better than the Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, she's off. Line and the other. <laughs> that I, one was that movie. Like the actors, some of their lines. I think one of the dads is like, "We need to know why Kong's not feeling well." I'm like, how do they deliver <laughs> this line without fucking goofing off? And then to add to it, like someone taught him how to speak. Like the 40 million cameras you have on Kong, no one saw the little girl teaching him sign language. <laughs> right. I learned. Break. I learned sign language the other day. <laughs> Jeez. Uh... All right. Uh, so my last one this week. So I did go see Super Mario Brothers in theater. Yeah. Uh, I will not talk about it because oh. it is probably by the time it ends, it's theater run going to be the biggest uh, video game movie ever. So when it comes out on VOD, I think we should review it because it's just like, go. too important to video game and movie history not to. Uh, and there's a lot better. Talk. Is it better than Wreck and Ralph? Because I love Wreck and Ralph. I, I, I love Wreck and Ralph. I love Wreck and Ralph. But it, it hits different because this is like, you know, the actual video game. Yeah, it's okay. like, but it's it's great. That's that's all I'll say for now. Uh, so my perfect. third one instead is going to be a movie called The Barbarians from 1987. Uh, the so twins. I, I I love the fucking Paul twins from was it Double Trouble, which was a punishment <laughs> yeah. film. I think I sent to you guys, but it wasn't they, that much of a punishment. That's a good. Yeah, they, they're just like hilarious. Those two. I don't know. Meat there's heads. something about them that yeah. There's something about them that makes me laugh. So this one is like um, takes place like kind of medieval type times, but uh, probably on another planet. And give me uh, your sword, bro. Yeah, this uh, caravan of arts, like art people, are just going through the land, you know, kind of living their lives, and all of a sudden, this bad group overtakes them, and they have a like a witch that they're uh, protecting. So they decide to take the witch, and then they take these two twin little boys, and they're about to kill them. And the witch says, uh, "No, I'll surrender as long as you don't uh, kill the two like twin boys." Right. So the evil guy, he accepts the the challenge and then he brings them to their lair. And then he has this master plan of, I'm not going to kill the boys. I'm going to make them kill each other because that's like still within the rules, you know? But what does he do? No, he doesn't just make them like fight each other right then and there. He raises them. He feeds them. He teaches them how to fight. And then like 15 years later, 
he has like a death match between the two of them. And uh, they did it. They did it. Really hanging on to that. Yeah, he he was like, he did the long game on this one. Let it go, dude. (laughs) So, uh, so they were all. This was all done like separately, and they start fighting. They have like these big helmets on, and they're just these big fucking super muscular guys. And all of a sudden, like one of the helmets comes off, and then the other guy's helmet he he takes his off, and then they realize that they're twins. They're like looking at each other, and then. Of course, they start like they escape, and then they join back with the art group, and then they go to kill the evil empire and stuff. This movie is one of those like exactly what I wanted out of this movie. It is so fucking bad that I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's so goofy, man. These two brothers are a goddamn delight. Uh, they do some weird shit though. At one point, they make out kind of because Ooh. they're like, yeah, yeah, I know, uh, because they're like pretending to like be a couple i guess so that someone doesn't notice them uh they're they're super horny the whole time so they'll like go into a sneak mission and then all of a sudden one of the brothers is gonna go and like start copping a feel on a girl that's sleeping and then the other brother has to stop him it's a weird movie but it is it's one of those that's fun to view with a group of people if you can and even if you don't i think it's just one of those so bad it's good so i'd actually recommend it i give it two and a half stars because it is still a bad movie but uh, I do recommend watching it for people who like that kind of stuff. So that's the Barbarians that I watched over on Tubi. Are they better twins than Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger? Very different, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's a, it, it hits. these twins hit differently. There's one more I, I need to watch of them. So I'm looking forward to watching that one as well. They Complete the three. task. Yeah, it's the only ones that they were stars of, I think. Oh. They, they, they appeared in a lot of stuff, but it's the ones that they actually lead. Yeah, and the one passed away recently too, right? Or yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, my punishment film uh, delivered by the great and powerful Steve was, I think, 88, <laughs> 1988, the I think The great it was. and powerful. The great and powerful uh, Mac and Me. And uh, had never seen it completely. You know, I always see the little snippets on YouTube <laughs> and Paul Rudd and being a jokester and all that stuff. But I uh, I really like this movie. And I acknowledge <laughs> oh, that... I acknowledge that, you know, it doesn't have lightsabers in it, Mondo, you won't like it, but I acknowledge <laughs> that it's not a good movie, but it's so, so different, so weird that, like, you're glued to it, and I even went on YouTube and looked at, like, filming locations then and now, because I got what really the into fuck? it. Mac and Me oh. is fucking awful, though. It's about um, a U.S. probe, NASA probe, whatever, it goes to a planet or something, looking for rock samples, and then it sucks up aliens, which is fucking weird. Like why aren't these why are these aliens not dead? Um, because they're super stretchy and like they were in a like a three by three chamber. Like how are they living for like the amount of time it took from getting from the fucking planet back to Earth? It's gotta be multiple years. Um, but anyway, like they crash land and the government's after them, and then one of them likes this kid that's in a wheelchair, which leads to one of the funniest fucking scenes of all time. <laughs> they buy a new house in California and there's like a fucking steep ass hill that leads to a cliff. And the first thing in my mind, I know what happens because we, we've all seen this um, clip before. But I'm like, all right, your kid's in a wheelchair, new house. Mom, we got to do a safety check. You know, let's do a fucking safety check. Yeah. Fuck no, mom's terrible. Um, so, like, they don't fucking put a stop sign. They don't put a fucking fence. They don't put a fucking, hey, watch out for this cliff. This motherfucker puts his wheelchair on the hill, goes like 90 down the fucking <laughs> <laughs> down the hill and launches into the fucking lake doesn't die but then 
<laughs> he doesn't die. But then a funny fucking scene is Mac, which stands for something fucking alien. I don't know. Um, jumps in the water. <laughs> jumps in the water, but you can tell it's a puppet that they fucking throw. And you see Max. You see Max's little ass like floating down. It's so fucking hilarious, man. Then mysterious alien creature. There you me. go. <laughs> and then, um, mom at one point goes on a jog, and kid in the wheelchair comes. That motherfucker's booking it, dude. To keep up with mom, he's fucking pumping those fucking things. Like, I'm not making fun of anyone that's disabled. It just comes off of off very strange in this fucking movie. He's just pumping his arms. And one point too, he's on the fucking freeway doing another like 65 miles per hour. This guy's <laughs> this guy's arms should be fucking as big as my head. No. <laughs> he needs to be yoked. And like he's pulling on the cars like Marty McFly does on a fucking hoverboard. Um, it's insane. It's fucking insane. But the worst thing or the craziest thing of all, after every oh, I didn't even get to the dance party yet. That's not the craziest thing of all. <laughs> oh, There's a dance party at a McDonald's. This McDonald's is fucking lit, man. They have full grown <laughs> adults guys in in football gear, full football gear in the McDonald's doing choreographed dancing. There's a birthday wow. party. Mac is in a fucking teddy bear costume and he goes up on the counter and starts break dancing. It's fucking nuts. That's not the craziest thing. Fuck? That's not the craziest thing. The craziest thing is that when everything's resolved, these fucking aliens become U.S. citizens, dude. There's a whole What's scene. What's wrong with aliens end. becoming U.S. citizens, motherfucker? They don't. How did they pass the test, homie? But anyway, like they be, like they're the getting sworn butthole? in. Yeah, it looks like a cat's butthole in their mouth. They get sworn in <laughs> at the courthouse. They're wearing suits and shit. Then they hop in a fucking pink Cadillac convertible, and they drive away. And this motherfucker, I'm like, how do you pass the driver's ed training? How did he fucking get a driver's <laughs> test? How did he pass a citizenship course? How is the U.S. government not fucking dissecting these motherfuckers activity. right now? <laughs> Back in me is amazing. It's terrible. I recommend it. Uh, it's on Tubi. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston's in it, and then her, her, her first ever role on on screen. Yeah, I missed it, so and I had to go back and look. Andrew yeah. Giboff is in there, the Wishmaster mm-hmm. himself. Yeah, and uh, Nikki Cox. Which Ooh, I used Nikki to, Cox used to be a banger, yeah. Dude, dude, there's so much. Oh my memory. god, are we green again? Oh, shit. Before she went multiple nuts, times, so. not. Yeah. yeah. Well, they there's, all do, don't they? There's so much in that fucking movie. It's like a there's a scene at one point where there's an explosion, but they they like they didn't fuck around. The explosion is mega. It's just like the whole fucking building blows the fuck up, and you have the guy in a wheelchair just like in front of it. <laughs> it's just yeah. So oh no, there's a showdown at the end. Oh. They feed, you know what? The alien's sick because you keep force feeding them fucking Coke. Give right. them water, you little piece of shit. But yeah, it, it's basically some... a Coke and McDonald's ad. The whole the whole movie is basically a, a Coke and McDonald's ad. So yeah, they dude. probably paid for much of the movie. Oh yeah. hell yeah! The explosion though is so fucking funny, and the deleted scene of the kid getting smoked by the cops <laughs> yeah. with the squib. He gets shot in the chest. I'm like, holy shit! It's crazy. A little crazy. Well, I hope to never watch that because I am. Fucking gear to try to win this damn trivia. Watch it with and your kids. I watch it with mine. They're like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> they they don't have much of an attention span, man. But uh, I think that's it, right? For what watch yeah, red and play tonight? Yeah. It went long All right. Time. My bad. Tri- 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 trivia and due to the controversy from the last episode when Todd said, "I knew the answer," <laughs> and then both Steve and him answered at the same time. 
I have a tiebreaker question for you guys to well, see who truly gets that point. Yeah, we both got. No, the no, 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 no. Well, what I, I doing I, that? Do you think I like? We're doing who, a tiebreaker. I'm not subtracting anything from this fucking score sheet. So just, bonus point you, then. Bonus point. <laughs> oh, you bastards! Plotting against me as always. Stupid. Anyways, give me the points. Give you me the see, points. You need to see back in me. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's not no, a punishment. It's not. fucking good. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't punish you guys hard this time. I gave you easy ones. All right. Oh, scores. I, I'm winning, Mondo. so I can punish you severely. Mondo. Four Sir. points in the lead. Todd, three points. Steve, two for Woo. quarter number two. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm coming for you, brother. All right. I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll go first. Here's yes. a little warm up for you guys. All right. Get ready. It's going to go fast. It. By what name are the White Walkers known as in the novel Game of Thrones? Goddamn oh. novel, novel question. I've read them all too. This is gonna be embarrassing. White Walkers. They're known as the. Um... Oh. I don't even know. I thought it. I, I thought you would. I didn't. I didn't read it. <laughs> oh, the... I didn't know that. Oh man, this. He read them. Okay. He don't fucking remember. I don't so remember. I don't remember. <laughs> the correct answer is the others. Mm. so generic (laughs) okay so four clues four clues clue number one this is a movie clue number one elaborate machine for ice clue number two did you say for ice yes an elaborate machine for ice clue number two clint eastwood Hmm. oh uh dirty harry Incorrect. Oh, now you gotta wait. Hmm. Number three, Cowboys and Indians. And this one, if you would have waited, gives it away. Clue number four, time travel. Oh, okay. oh uh, it's Back to the Future Part Three. Correct. Correct. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh. This, this big ass machine for just like two cubes of ice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh regular question okay who voices the mainframe computer in demolition man um oh. fuck i got the voice in my head it's telling me to stop cussing <laughs> uh, i forgot i don't want to say any clues because i'm also hearing that voice in my head right now uh, <laughs> what do you do with all those seashells in the bathroom? <laughs> he doesn't know about the seashells. He doesn't know about the seashells. Oh, Rob Schneider. Uh, yeah, Rob Schneider. <laughs> all right, you guys give uh, up. I don't fucking yeah, remember. So the answer was Adrienne Barbo. Mm, yep, she's a fucking babe, dude. Mm-hmm. All right, my second question for the night. Liv Tyler plays Ooh. Betty Ross in the MCU Hulk. Mm-hmm. Sure. Who plays yeah. the same character <laughs> in the Lanky and the Angley Hulk movie? In in the Angley. Oh, Jennifer Connelly. There you go. Yeah. Jennifer Connelly, babe. Babe. I, I hated that movie though. Ooh. That's terrible. It's Eric terrible. Bana, I like Eric Bana <laughs> and Jennifer Connelly though. Yeah. Eric Bana's bad. Connelly. Jennifer Connelly is my heart. Top five, baby. All time. Okay. Uh, this could be a multiple choice choice question so Mm. just shout out if you know it like most of the world in 2022 gaming was huge for everybody in france what was the best selling game 
your options are Animal Crossing. Keep in mind, 2020 was the height of pandemic. Question or option number one, Animal Crossing. Option number two, GTA 5. Option three, FIFA. And option four, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is on the board. I'm going to go. Let's go GTA 5. Both the incorrect is FIFA, FIFA was the best. I, I thought that was like yeah, it was too obvious. Too. I thought it was like too obvious, you know? It's like... by a long shot too. It was actually FIFA was number one, filed by filed followed by Animal Crossing, GTA. Damn, I was two. close. I, I should have thought too because uh it was a World Cup year, so yeah, they love their <clears throat> football slash soccer. All right. My next one is also a video game question. Ooh. Okay. The princess in the Super Mario series is known as two names. What are they? Peach. Princess yes, that's, Peach. That's one of them. And... and the princess. Peach and the princess. No, there's She actually has a, another... The princess has left the castle again. But, uh... She was only introduced as Peach later on in the series. In the original yeah. Mario, she was not Peach. Yet. I thought she was a princess. She was a princess. Just... What's her? Oh, no, I thought so. So they were the the princess. princess. (laughs) The princess. (laughs) You guys give up? Yeah. I just know Peach. I just know Peach. So originally she was called Princess Toadstool. Toadstool. Oh, God. (laughs) Terrible. God damn it. Yeah. That's what I call what I leave in the toilet in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My last question for the night a Star Wars question. Oh. Who voices Quill the Ugnaught in season one of The Mandalorian? I have spoken. Oh, that guy? <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that because I didn't know the fuck that was. I, fi- I figured. I have spoken. Um, I have spoken. Popular Hollywood actor. Is it Ron Perlman? It is not Ron Perlman. Popular Hollywood actor is it Mark not Hamill? a recent app popular Hollywood. he's a <laughs> older uh, dude now uh, so it's not mark hamill it's not mark hamill i'll give okay. you each one more shot why don't you give us a hint a little hint i did hint. i have spoken i have give spoken a, like a that was your hint right there the way i said i have spoken <laughs> uh, if i give you a hint in a movie you, you shall not both. ian mckellen no uh ian mcshay I have mentioned a movie he was in tonight in my other trivia question. That's the only angel. What were your other trivia questions? The first one was a novel. The first one was a novel one, and the second one oh. was a movie one. Well, it wasn't right. in my novel. So. Five, four, three, two, Sean one. Bean. The correct oh. answer is Nick Nolte. He did really. Yeah, okay. Nick Nolte is the voice. Did of he did he Quill. play the character though on his knees? Just walking He around. did not play the character. No, he That's did a cool not. character too. <laughs> R.I.P. I like the Quill. Quill. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Steve checking it over there like I'm wrong. Come no, on. No, no, no. I, I, I was preparing <laughs> my next question. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. Final question. Movie related letterbox reviews. Yeah. No shit. Blank. Is a movie about how much of an awesome guy he is. Number two. Hmm. Honestly, one of the most exciting things about this movie is that the blank actor acknowledged he's getting older. 
Number three. My asshole was clenched the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) So the actor made a movie about how awesome he is. One of the most exciting things was the actor acknowledging acknowledging that he's getting older. And my asshole Cage movie. I'm not gonna tell you if it's a Nicholas Cage movie. And my asshole is clenched the entire time. It is not, by the way. That's so vague. (laughs) Is it? My asshole is clenched the entire time. Yeah. Uh, One of the actors is acknowledged that he's getting older. Yeah. Which I've Uh, talked about when I talked about I watched. (laughs) No. Man, you're gonna. I guess this is too vague. Um. What year? Last two years. Last two years. Mm-hmm. Getting older, asshole clinched, a movie about how awesome he is. Yep. Uh I have no fucking clue. Really? <laughs> hey, I thought this one okay. I will not get a goose egg. Uh, I, I don't know either. No? All right, well, Top Gun read. Maverick. You're absolutely correct. Oh wow. Yeah! I said goose and I just made the fucking <laughs> thing. <laughs> is is it really? Yeah, it is. Top Gun Maverick. Oh, clutching, shit. clutching my butthole the entire time. Fuck, I totally Tom pulled Cruise that one out of my ass, dude. Is, and then acknowledges that he's getting older. Hmm. So, wow. Yeah. It just, it's just so it. many movies. <laughs> like, I guess, yeah. Well, finally got it. Wow. All right. I can't believe that shit. <laughs> uh, okay, final question of the of the day. So this is my favorite category. Guess the movie based off the Ooh, I, I love this category. Uh, I haven't guide. told you, but I fucking love it. <laughs> All right. Sex and nudity. Uh, a yeah. woman frisks another woman in a sexual manner Hell and yeah. then asks her to frisk her. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. Violence and gore. Multiple hand-to-hand and gun battles throughout the film. Kill Bill. Wrong. Now you gotta wait. Fuck! Profanity. 19 uses of the F word. Two uses of motherfucker. One use of pussy. Okay. Helpful. Yeah, fucking... All right. All right. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking. At one point, a character drinks to excess, drinking hard <laughs> liquor directly from the bottle. He gets aggressive and violent and later wakes up on a beach. Huh. And the final one, frightening and intense scenes, close-up of a frog chopped while alive. Close-up of a frog? Mm-hmm. I'll give you a guess and I'll give you guys a hint. Mine already got his guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still a difficult one. It is very difficult. I have no clue what's going on, so... Okay, so you want the, the hint? Okay. Sure. So it's a movie from one of the top three oh, um, action ac- actors that we like. Do I still have to wait for it? I'll wait for his guess. No, it's not every guess. No, no. That, that's oh, okay. actually, this is, yeah. Oh, so we... So it's up. it's either Stallone, Schwarzenegger, or JCBD. Yeah. Chopped up I'm trying frog. to think which one has a fucking frog. <laughs> um, <laughs> Getting drunk, wakes up on a beach, woman frisks, another that woman. sounds like GTA 5, honestly. <laughs> is it is it double impact? Correct. Wow. Yeah! Fuck yeah! <laughs> Did it! Oh! oh, God, that makes me happy. I fucking uh-huh. love JCVD. All right, what's the bonus question yes! you had? Oh, now you want to fucking... a tiebreaker. <laughs> You know what? You know what? I'll give you. I'll give you the bonus question just because I feel really fucking great right now. Because he's gonna lead by two. Oh, okay. Is it? It's a Halo question. Oh, that's your hint prior to the question. Halo. Correct. That's why I made it something that you guys would both know. 
what in Halo, what race is responsible for the flood? Uh, the fucking um. They're not the fucking um. Oh my god. <laughs> the fucking man, I cannot fucking think. I can picture them. Does that count? <laughs> can you draw? Can Steve no, draw a picture? Yeah. <laughs> it's the um. No, I was just gonna say the flood. <laughs> I got the gosh damn book. <laughs> the flood are responsible for the flood. Yeah. Um, the covenant, the forerunners. I have here the precursors. Ah, oh, no, nope. I don't wrong. think those are the forerunners. No, that's yeah, not the, you're both wrong. Precursors are the humans, aren't they? Kind of. No, according to the, what uh, I have, this is. Yeah. No, I'm just not talking about the question we got it wrong but aren't the precursors the humans because they got wiped out by the rings because of the flood some stupid well, I, don't play. I, th- I think oh, so, I know yeah. the question yeah. said, mm-hmm. the precursors all right well we lost tonight Ooh, bring me the points baby Mondo bring me the boy brings this lead up to six so he's ahead of me six to four to steve's three yeah. Yeah. he's a big boy yeah he pulled two out of the vast right at the end there. I know he's eating his. Dude, knees. I don't know how the fuck I, I was making connections in my head that didn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> All right, on to the main enchilada of the night. You need a whisper I know for the entire thing though, so the rats don't hear you. I did tell Steve in private chat that every time they whispered, I'd laugh because I thought about you uh, complaining about it. So <laughs> I think play tail requiem. I'm like older yeah, than Steve in I, spirit. And, yeah. and your fucking name is Todd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Play, Plague Tale Requiem, a sequel to 2019's Plague Tale Innocence. Uh, this game was developed by Asobo Studio, published by Focus Entertainment, and is categorized as an action-adventure stealth third-person game. Um, this game in question was released on October 18, 2022, and is currently available on Game Pass. Now, typically, we'd get into talking about, oh, here's the game, here's the synopsis, whatever. I'm going to change it up a little tonight. And what I ended up doing was I ended up breaking this up into categories, starting with narrative, which is obviously the biggest part of the game, followed by some gameplay uh, talk, graphics and art style, uh, sound, and then just additional comments at the end. So real quickly, I'll go through the gist of it. Please keep in mind, if you have not played the game, um, I'm definitely getting into all the spoilers. Um, Todd, you went five hours in. Um, you didn't get to the end parts, but you're going to hear all about it. So uh, bear with me with the next I'll couple minutes. It's fine. Uh, so this game takes place six months after the events of Plague Tale Innocence. Once again, our protagonists are Hugo and Amicia. Hugo, Amicia. Um, We also get some supporting cast in the form of Lucas, who was from the first game, and Beatrice, uh, the mother to the Darum kids, Hugo and Amicia. Um, Hugo's been accident-free from uh, the the macula, is the disease that he's uh, infected with, uh, for six months up until this game. Obviously, we wouldn't have a game unless some shit went sideways. Um, they're looking essentially for refuge against um, a cure for Hugo. This way he doesn't have to deal with this macular control of the, rat, the uh, rats issue. So they seek out an alchemist order. Um, but as you would suspect, they find an alchemist. Shit goes sideways. The city that they're in gets decimated by Hugo's inability uh, to control the rats after a big old flare up in his beehole. Um, 
And Hugo, we find out, is having these dreams, these dreams of an island with a phoenix that are essentially leading him to the possibility of being cured. In his dreams, he's seen, if I go to this island, I will be cured. So despite all uh, objections from Beatrice, the mother, and Lucas, Amicia and Hugo eventually separate from the group because Amicia wants what's best for Hugo and to find a cure for him. Um, meantime, just like you would in any games, you're being chased by soldiers who are seeking you out for all the harm and foul that you've caused in destroying cities. Uh, one such soldier ends up joining your party by the name of Arnaud. I love French, Steve, because when I looked at it, it kept saying Arnaud, and I'm like, uh-uh, it's pronounced Arnaud, you sneaky little French people. Um, but you're joined by Arnaud, who's a disgraced knight who was chasing you previously, and a pirate captain by the name of Sophia. You eventually get to this island called Lacuna, um, which is gave me a lot of Wicker Man and Midsummer Midsummer vibes. And just like those movies, there's a mystery attached to these people. You come to find out that the island is led by the mother, Countess Emily, and the father, Count Victor, and that they're basically pagans that are worshiping a child god that they refer to as a child of embers. This child of embers has a lot of similar things that he is known for just like Hugo is like he had a disease, etc. cetera. Um, while you're on this Island, um, Arnaud, who is Arnaud, I said it, Steve, fuck Arnaud, uh, the disgraced knight gets arrested because he tries to kill the count who he blames for his son's death. Uh, while on the Island, you uncover a mystery and you find out that this Island once held the previous macula carrier, someone who had the disease centuries before Hugo did. This carrier's name is Basilius, and he also had a female protector by the name of Aelia. Um, you get into a little bit of a slaver's plot line into this. Uh, Hugo, like you would assume, eventually loses control. Um, and the macula, you find out that the macula itself was silently and secretly through these dreams that Hugo was having of the island was basically leading him there to take over his body. It wasn't there to give him any refuge or cures or anything like that. It was there to possess him, to take over him. <clears throat> right when you're about to leave this island, Beatrice and Lucas show up after having been separated from uh, Amicia and Lucas. Um, Beatrice is killed by the mother in a spiritual sacrifice where Hugo walks in on and shit just hits the fucking fan. He's, he fully succumbs to the maculate just because I'm shell of his former self. Um, Arnaud, oh, fuck, I did it again. Arnaud uh, eventually sacrifices himself, which allows Amelia to kill Victor. Um, because at this point in time, Emily is killed by Hugo. Um, so Amicia kills her husband, Victor. Um, and essentially, what happens with, with Hugo being a victim of the Maculin succumbing to it, the hard choice has to be made by Amicia to kill Hugo in order to stop this plague. Now, if you've never played this game before, you do have an option at the end of this game, either as Amicia to kill Hugo or Lucas, who's your partner at the time, um, to kill him on your behalf. Um, I did the harder one of the more heart wrenching one of Amicia doing it. Um, but after Hugo dies, a year passes and Sophia is setting Sophia and Amicia are setting out to find the next macula carrier and protector. Um, and then we get a crazy end credit scene. Uh, which I'll hold on to for now. Um, but that is the narrative in a gist. I can tell you from my playthrough, I enjoyed it. It started off really slow, 
those first couple hours are really rough and you do do a lot of the same things but keep in mind this is a third person stealth action adventure game that really makes you think on your feet on the fly which are games that i hate but i enjoyed this one and i love the narrative and how it played out so with that being said um let's turn it over to todd just for because you had a little bit of shorter play on this and then we'll throw it over to steve yeah honestly you know i tried man like i I played the first one we covered and i thought that was kind of average you know it wasn't really my style um and then this one i put i I checked before we got on i put four hours and 58 minutes into this game which brings you brought me to about halfway through chapter number five and i'm like you know what like i'm forcing myself to get through this and i I read online it's like 18 hours right something like that to complete the game And I'm like, if I'm already five hours in, I'm like literally dreading what I'm doing. Like, I'm just going to say this game defeated me and we could talk about it on the pod. Why? Um, but honestly, like, I don't find these characters intriguing. Um, I, I found the actions that you have to do very repetitive. Like, it's like, okay, there's a brassiere. I got to fucking put fire in it. Or, oh, there's a wheel. I'm going to have to turn that for sure. And I'm going to have to tell Dickhead to hold his end and things like that. Um, <laughs> so I just like... <laughs> got to the point where I'm like, oh my god, I'm now I'm doing the same exact mechanic, but now I'm doing it in like a different kind of level. Like now I'm on a boat doing it, and now I'm in a castle, now I'm in a fucking field, whatever it is. And I just like, all right. And then when they kept whisper yelling at each other, like Amicia is always like, I I, I, need, I need to get you Hugo, I need to get to Manama. Shut up, fucking shut up. Just please, just stop. He doesn't like whispering games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, you know, I called it quits it. <laughs> chapter number five and honestly all the stuff you talked about mondo i did not get to so it's like really i put five hours in this game i didn't even get to that stuff i think that's it, a failure on the game's part even though the pacing for sure yeah I'm, I'm i'm sure this is probably overwhelmingly positive game for a lot of people but from my point of view i thought that was a failure on the game's part because that's five hours of game time where i didn't even get any of that meat of the story i was still in like the fucking tutorial stages basically based on what you described yeah. So that tutorial does take long. Yeah. So those are my truncated thoughts on it. Yeah. So for me in the first, uh, probably like four or five hours, like you Todd, I was struggling a little bit, you know, it was very repetitive. The story wasn't all that interesting. And ironically, it's only when Hugo gets introduced as a kind of support character, because for a lot of the beginning, he's not there. You play um, Amicia with um, Lucas, Lucas, I think for the most of the beginning, and it's only when he came into play that I started getting interesting in the story. And it went from, I don't really want to play this, kind of like Todd, you know, I kind of just want to give up and it's becoming a chore to, I couldn't wait to get back into the game to find out what happens next. Because I find that the story around chapter five or six really picks up and becomes super interesting. And I had a lot of fun going through the story. I was super, I was really invested throughout the entire story after that. Uh, the twists and turns that happen. What is what's going to happen to each character? Are we going to find out about the mystery of you know the one who had the macula before Hugo? And it just yeah, it was it was good. Like it was great actually. I gotta say because we'll talk about the gameplay a little bit later. And gameplay not the most fun I have to admit, but the narrative is what kept me going through uh, this whole experience. And I, I loved the narrative in this game. It was it was awesome. 
I do. I do echo a lot of that too. I mean, it is very heavy in the beginning. Um, I know with sequels, you try to do what you succeeded in before and you make it bigger. Right. Cause the first game I think is probably around maybe eight hours max. This is easily double. Um, <clears throat> but that being said, the hardest chore is getting through that beginning. I completely understand. Cause I was, I was feeling that fatigue early on too. And mind it, you guys played the game like a month in advance. I am as quote, Steve says a little bit of a procrastinator. I like to keep things a little fresh. So um, I actually played the game within a week. Um, I was chugging through it. And I, I liked that I took that route because I really enjoyed that story. really got me going, especially when you're introduced, like you said, Hugo comes and plays a part into it. But once you get to the Lacuna Island and to see, and we'll talk about the art and all that style later, but it would that is what once I made that connection with Wicker Man and Midsummer, I was yeah. like, this shit's gonna be fucking cool. And um, it didn't it didn't disappoint me. And I think with this story, having played the first one, like we we both did, to know where it was going and to know that that like I felt those characters and Amicia's struggles, like here she is trying to do what's best. Hugo being the little shit annoying. No, Amicia. But then at the very end, you go through like this, um, this like hallucination where she's trying to figure out a way to save him. And he's talking to her, just his voice. Because remember, he's a shell of his former self. His consciousness is technically talking to her. And he's like, no, Amicia, like you have to learn to let go. And it shit fucking hit me. Um, because I was like, that's fucking I, I really we already have emotional stuff going on, you know, with, with Michelle and stuff. And then you play you play this game and it's about letting go. And that really fucking hit. And you could see Amicia grow that. But I, I love the story. I love where it went. It it did take a little long. I think the game is a little long in that the pacing is very rough. But once you get past that hump, um, it's really good. But let's go on to some gameplay for this game specifically. Um, some of the notes that I wrote down was this game is meant to give you anxiety and it definitely fucking succeeds in a lot of the, the elements that you face. So obviously a stealth game and solve on the fly type puzzle thing, um, with whether that be via distractions, uh, setting things on fire, turning them off, playing as Hugo and controlling the rats. I was very reminiscent of Alien versus Predator. You guys remember that game where you play Colonial Marines, the Predator, and the Alien? Oh, yeah, for sure. Remember how you control the alien and it was all fucking wonky and stuff? You do the same thing with Hugo with the rats. Um, and I thought that was really cool. The big, how many times have I said on the show big set pieces? Because this game for being an indie had a fucking ton yeah. of them. Uh, absolutely love that. Uh, for example, the chase by Arnaud, when you uh, are on the boat, you crash and he chases you and you're jumping over shit trying to hide from him. Like, oh my God. Um, destructible environments, which I thought were really cool. One of the things that I hated the most because it really like my heart monitor was like, motherfucker, you're going to blow that <laughs> shit out, um, was being chased in the dungeon, like kitchen area by Victor, the count you're injured and you're mm. having to hide yeah. from him. And he's just coming out of places like fucking nemesis and shit <laughs> that, and mind you, you have to crank open a fucking door, right, which makes all the noise. So. <laughs> it makes all the noise. So he comes to you and you got to go hide and shit. That shit was anxiety ridden. But, um, this game, pretty easy mechanics. Once you get the hang of it, um, there was a lack of full-time fast walking and sprint, which I think, was like a pacing issue because like I just want to run right. and then the game slows you down and I was like oh what the fuck 
Um, I like the introduction of the hiding under the tables and the knives, but you really didn't get that many knives throughout the game or had to use them for other means, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I love controlling the rats as Hugo, sensing the NPCs like you would in a game like The Last of Us. Um, found out the hard way you shouldn't control the rats until your fucking meter goes to red or else everything goes to shit <laughs> and all the rats come out and you die automatically. Um and I did like the constant wave of, of fighting enemies to progress the story. Sometimes it's a little tedious, but for story-wise and feeling that emotion out of Amicia, like there were scenes that were really powerful when it came to that. Uh, yeah, I, you know, the gameplay is probably my least favorite thing about this uh, this game. It's just it's too repetitive, like Todd has said. It's too much. Sne- I hate sneaking. It's just not fun <laughs> at all for me. And a it's big hard. part of this you game. You don't like sneaking from Burger King? Well, that was an exception, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this one is just, it's just boring to sneak. You know, you're always sneaking and you're just waiting for people to move into the right position. And there's certain boss fights where you're constantly having to walk around in a circle to try to hit his back so you could take their the chest, latches yeah. off their chest piece. It just like, I don't know. The gameplay wasn't super fun. Uh, the set pieces were cool, and there were some breaks in the gameplay, which I enjoyed. The rats were fun. That that was probably one of my favorite things when you're controlling the rats. But having to deal with the rats, like Todd said, it's so obvious what you need to do. It's just time that you need to do it in. You know, like there's a there's one scene where you have a ton of rats and you have to go across this bridge, but you have to do all these fucking things so that you can strategically have fire in places so you can get to the bridge. It just, it's not fun, you know? And it's really one, the only thing that I can think of, and we'll talk about the other stuff later, but the only thing that I really dislike about this game is a lot of the gameplay. It's just, it's not fun. And that's, it's a shame. Did you like the introduction of the crossbow? I felt fucking OP when I had that thing. It's so easy to kill after that. <laughs> like, I, that's what I, um, I concentrated all of my, uh, like, leveling up on is the crossbow. So by then you can grab the bow, like the uh, the arrows off the dead bodies. So you had basically unlimited, and I just fucking killed everyone. I just you know, and I, see, I, I, did, I didn't go that route. Oh really? I didn't go that route. The only thing that I upgraded fully was the tool, so I wouldn't have to collect tools anymore yeah, to upgrade shit. Um, but I really loved the introduction of the crossbow, <clears throat> and I liked a lot of those chase scenes because one minute, <clears throat> excuse me. One minute the camera is over your shoulder and you're running away. Yeah. And then at times it would change perspectives to now facing you. And you have to change the dynamic and how you're running. And and running away from the rats was fucking cool like in, in some moments. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so so you're running away from fucking rats, you're running away from people. And I thought that was really cool. But moving on to the graphics and the art style. Um, for me, I love that what they did with the setting, it being in France. Um, I mean, yeah, we've played games set in France, like in Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. or whatnot, but this is different. And I like playing um, in these areas and just the city as a whole. Like, it was really, it's just a beautiful game. And I don't know if that's a Series X type thing, next gen type thing, but I think as a whole, the game is beautiful to look at. Um, again, the scene in Lacuna, when you get there, it's fucking beautiful. Um, but it's also really fucking gruesome. I mean, how many times was Amicia walking through dead bodies yeah. or or sludge of fucking human remains? Dude, they and got stuff. so like, many. They got every disease in this fucking game. <laughs> exactly. Every She's disease. walking through. I don't know if you got to the part, Todd, where you do the boat down the river while you're shooting and stuff. It gets stuck. I got to the part to... where the the town they're in is destroyed, and now they're like on the the boat trying to like get down. I don't know. 
It's going, but did you going free the, the boat from being stuck or no? Uh, I got stuck so many fucking times. I was like, fuck this. Done. There was just one point where like there's like a fucking chain across the river and you have to go across, go underneath. And when she went underneath it, it yeah, was just I got like, to that part. Yeah, that shit was funny. Like you feel right like it's quick afterwards. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Oh man. But to see how like how this game could go from beautiful art to like absolutely gruesome, crazy fucking murdered piles of body. I like that shit. It was really cool. And then, like I said, the beautiful lacuna was absolutely amazing, beautiful locations. And I just love the visuals for this being like an indie game. I love the artistic like quality of it and the heart that they poured into it. I mean, I love Ubisoft games because how beautiful they can make them. This is definitely a rival up there and how beautiful that world is. Dude, this world is amazing. It's one of the like most beautiful games I've, I've played personally. Uh, what I like too is the diversity of the levels. You know, you really get to see a lot of different things. You see a lot of shadows, a lot of smoke. It's dark, and then you're into the light, and it's super nice. And then it's like evening, and then it's a uh, sunset, and it's just it plays off everything so fucking well. Uh, like you said, once you get to Laguna Island, there it's like actually nice, and there's not there's no rats or anything. You know, there's like yeah, a period where you're just walking around, and it's a nice break. But the highlight to me. Uh, visually is the dream sequence right at the end uh where you yeah. see these gigantic really cool statues uh i'll i'll put so if you go on our discord which you should absolutely join because we have a fun uh discussions in there uh i'm gonna put like screenshots and stuff i took of Me that too. dream sequence because it was amazing just so fucking cool and i i loved it like visually this is top tier uh, game that i've played I, I i'm trying to think of something that maybe like red dead redemption 2 is like yeah. up there um but yeah it's fantastic i think i easily took over 50 screenshots playing this game because <laughs> there's so many moments where i'm like wow that's pretty right yeah, really yeah cool um and to talk quickly about the sound of the game i, I didn't put as many things because i didn't want to be repetitive with it but excuse me um I, I absolutely love the score it really meshed well with the game um whether it was a light or dark moment you felt it both i mean you felt the peacefulness in the beginning playing innocent hide and seek and then you're fucking feeling every time that amisa gets stabbed like she's in scream six and surviving um you know every injury she takes every time she falls like the music was just perfectly done it, it was well paced in it to where it wasn't just dull moments as far as like just empty space. There was always something birds chirping, um, people talking in the background. It, it was just absolutely done well. I mean, like I said, this isn't a game that's like coming from a huge studio. Um, this isn't made by a team of thousands of people. It's a small team making a great fucking visually and uh, visual game sounding narrative. Um, it was all good. Um, but you guys have anything to add to the sound before we get to the additional comments and rating? Yeah, I hated the sound because they were fucking. <laughs> you love the whispers, dude. It's no different than Captain We we got a bogey up. On yeah, then I'm fucking going through a fucking house and lighting fools up, not fucking sneaking around with fucking rocks. Well, this one you it. just gotta wind up your fucking fucking rock and swing, dude. <laughs> I did enjoy fucking braining dudes with with rocks. That's always fun. <laughs> I, I love the score of this game. It was so perfect for uh, accompanying the great visuals. It, it was great. Like this game, other than the repetitive gameplay and the type of gameplay I don't like, was amazing on almost every level. It's it's yeah, it's good stuff. All right. And just to wrap up some of my additional comments, and then I'll I'll end with my rating. And I also um, want to talk about the the, uh, the after credit because 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Before the rating, I'll hit that for credit. Yeah. Um, but so we're introduced to the beekeepers early on in this game and I kind of like the design of them only for them to kind of fall off and not be brought up again. So it was kind of like, I wanted that back, but I guess it was just secluded or more so for the first part of the game. Now you're introduced to a slaver pot, a plot line. Basically slavers are on Lacuna Island. They want to make a sacrifice to the child of embers. And I felt like that was just so misplaced that you're doing all this stuff. And then all of a sudden they're slavers and you got to deal with them. Right. It's like, that's a, that's a little weird. Like I it's felt too like late. It's introduced too late. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And it was just for not so much. I mean, you're already giving us the story of who's Basilius and all that. You don't need to right. include these people. Right. Um, but I, I didn't like that. The scenes with it, wherever the boat or the ship were in bothered me because the boat clearly wasn't moving in the water. <laughs> right. It was just in place. And, and they do a little thing, but it was kind of bothering me because every time I saw it, I was paying more attention to it not moving than the actual story. Um, the ship battle boat battle that you get at the end with our no um, and Victor and all that stuff. I thought it was really fucking cool. And overall, I really enjoyed the game. Um, like I said, it started off really slow, but the story really hits hard. And I really, as much as Hugo's annoying, as much as the whispers were annoying, that ending really fucking was, that was a heavy ending um, with it what was. she had to do. Um, and I'm so shocked that they went that way because I mean, they're two pro protagonists and you got to kill your little brother in order to mm -hmm. save the world. Like that's scary. And, and, and I'm I, very I, curious. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, you know, obviously they were together all in the first game. But I really yeah. felt the relationship in this one. Like it wasn't yeah. just that annoying, like little kid you're taking care of. It really felt like someone she cared about. And that whole last sequence, when you know, when the the waves of rats would come, and you'd have to hide like behind, um, like buildings and stuff like that because yeah. there's that big bubble that he's in. Uh, you yeah. just know that whole time that you're probably gonna have to go kill him. And that the weight of that on Amicia, <laughs> yeah, the weight on on Amicia, you could feel it, and they did because they did such a great job uh, with the narrative, with the sound, with the visuals, the voice so, actors. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, do you have anything to add before I get to this little um to the teaser on what may be coming? Yeah, no, uh, the only thing I'll say is that um, so there are two endings into this game. Uh, if you kill hugo yourself like i th so you did and i did as well i, I killed him myself uh that it shows you like was it two years later and amicia is a living in later. some a year okay so yeah cabin. so she lives in a, in a cabin and eventually uh the character that's like with you most of the game like a pirate character comes Sophia. to pick you up so you can yeah go and kill the uh, macula but if you take the other ending uh it's kind of the same ending except she now hates that or resents at the very least um lucas lucas because he's the one who killed hugo so bitch you couldn't do it yourself huh. though yeah i know <laughs> no sense you, you know what's crazy todd is there's that if you kill him there's a really impactful scene like she's getting ready to leave on the horses and she's like you know before we leave i have one more thing to do which is typical in a lot of games or movies or stuff and you just have this whole journey and you know what the end point's going to be and she gets to his grave that she has like this special place and it just fucking like it hits you like she's yeah, saying does. goodbye to her brother and it's so fucking emotional because you you know how much he meant to her and how hard it was for her to make that decision that she's now dedicated her life to helping others um deal with this but 
moving on to that post credit scene, which I did not see fucking coming. Me it totally blew me out. You basically, just to sum it up, you are introduced to the sound of a ventilator as the camera is scrolling from left to right on a blue blanket. Then you see the arm of an infant, I'm assuming, or a small child. And that small child is showing like the black veins that are indicative that he has the macula or she. And you're led to see like, oh, fuck, we're in modern day setting and someone has the macula. And then it just ends. And I'm like, wait a minute. We went from France, like shitting in holes to fucking <laughs> modern day. Like, holy crap. Like, I have no idea. I'm assuming they're going to go with the three because I know one was successful. I know two was very well received. If we get a three in modern times, that's going to be crazy. I mean, what what were your thoughts on that post credit? I, I was shocked. You know, um, it just, I didn't expect it, but it makes sense when you think about it because the whole story is about you kind of following the legacy of the boy before the family who yeah, had the, uh, the macula. So if I think if they do make a three, it'll be half half where it's going to be both the past uh, and the present past and the present like it's going to be amicia trying to figure out like what's going on with the macula where at the same time it's going to be like whoever in modern day is figuring it out off of the like crumb trails that, is she left behind which which is basically a Assassin's Creed revelation right when you think about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> when, when uh, you really, like, here's when the you, disc yeah exactly it's it's like Ezio doing all the work for Desmond in the future uh it's gonna yeah. be kind of that that kind of thing and uh, I'm I'm all for it you know it, that would give us something different right because they can't make a third game that's exactly like the first two you know it's just I don't think they can pull it off a third time so I'm psyched yeah it, I would totally play that so I typically wouldn't play games like this, but it was one of my picks last year and now this pick this year. And I got to tell you, um, I also don't like stealth-based games. I mean, Assassin's Creed, yeah, but it's different. This one's like you have to stealth the whole fucking time. Even at points where you get those do not be caught type missions, I fucking hate those missions and you get it in here. Um, and then that fucking Victor chase where he's following you and you have to stop making noise. Um, but overall, I really like that I took the gamble on playing these games. I'm glad I tortured you guys with it. Um, I enjoyed this one a lot. The story really weighed heavy, and I enjoyed it. I'm rating this game a four out of five. The reason why it's not a five for me is because it was a little too long. It was a little uh, pacing was a big issue for me. Um, and some of the little smaller elements really paid a uh, Pain in my ass, but I really liked it. Four out of five. This game was very enjoyable. Mm, well, seeing, seeing that I didn't finish this game, um, and I give me the like grade it. on what you played. A one point five out of five. It was repetitive. That's fair. I didn't like it. Didn't grasp. Didn't grab me like it grabbed you guys. But I'm, I am glad you guys enjoyed it. And forever, whoever enjoyed it as well, I'm glad you liked it. So, one and a half out of five. And I am right there with Mondo. Four to five. Yeah. Um, honestly, if the gameplay was more fun, uh, it would be a lot higher. And it was yeah. too long. It was like they could have told they could have cut the story down. It's 17 like chapters. I, I think it could have been 10. Yeah. Um yeah. but still, and I you know, I, I'm kind of on the fence, and I don't know about you, Mondo, which one I like more, the first one or the second one. I like the religious aspect of the first one, and I like the cult aspect of this one. This one had bigger set pieces, uh, but the first one was like new, but Push comes to shove. I think I enjoyed Requiem slightly more than Innocence. I did. 
So I because did of because the set of pieces and the diversity yeah. of the locations. The Wicker Man thing is what yeah. it hooked me, dude. It really hooked me because I like you. I like stuff when it comes to like religious ideals and whatnot. And when you introduce this pagan stuff, I was like, I'm fucking sold because I know there's never any good ending to a movie or a game that involves, hey, welcome to this island where we worship something that no one else does. Like, it was fucking great. Um, but I'm glad you guys played it, Todd, even if you didn't play it all. Um, say, say Requiem five times fast. Requiem, 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 uh, Requiem, Requiem. Trying to get you to say Requiem. <laughs> Recto, I I can't wait. I'm gonna post some pictures on the Discord as well. Um, see how similar they are to what Steve is gonna post. But I think you've seen those. Um, it's gonna be fucking great. Um, but, but that, in a nutshell, is our review of Playtale Requiem. Now, next show, we have a new movie. But before we get to that, Steve, you have the next game pick. I do. Right? So going tell from us what a, we're playing. Yeah, a sneaking game. Uh, set in France, I have decided to play to make you guys play a sneaking game set in France. <laughs> after, oh, the guy, after the guy says he hates sneaking games, sneaking what, 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 no, it's, it's not, it's not <laughs> actually a, POS. A, it's, it's not actually a sneaking game, but there is some sneaking in it. Uh, so I'm going to play a little bit of a shorter story. It's one of my favorite um, indie games I've ever played, and it's called Valiant Heart: The Great War. It's about, uh, it's basically a history lesson of World War I, but played in a very emotional and interesting way. Uh, this is probably the game that makes me the most emotional I've ever played. Yeah, like, I'm really? emotional the whole fucking time I'm playing this stupid game. I, I'm like, ha- just crying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm halfway through right now, and I love it just as much as I did the other four times I played it. Uh, you know, Jeez. it's just, it's great. It's, it's, this should be literally like they should take this game and make kids play it in school to learn about world war one because it does such an amazing job of explaining all the events of world war one but making it interesting uh and yeah it's i think it's awesome i'm not sure how you guys will feel about it it is kind of a puzzle game but the puzzles are super easy because the levels are so small. <laughs> look at todd's face <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you'll, you'll see. It's it's really not hard. I like at all the puzzles. It's, it's Todd super doesn't simple. like thinking. I <laughs> I just want to smash the the RT and shoot, baby. Right trigger to shoot. Yeah. Does it talk about well, like looking... Franz Ferdinand getting assassinated and stuff? It does. The that's how the game. That's the very first thing you see. Right? Is, Do you uh... play the assassin? No. It, it it takes it's you take like it's like four different characters that you play, and it tells the story between like there's a French guy, there's a German guy. There's um, an American guy, you know, it's like different perspectives. And is Rasputin in it? No. World War One. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, no. Was it? Wasn't he around back then? I don't I think he had was. A, like a play in the actual war. So damn it. Anyway, I think it's uh. great. Hopefully, you guys do too. But we'll see. I've King, never played it. Kingsman in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Manners make it man. man. Dude, fucking oh, David Pascal is great in the sequel. The cowboy. I like the first one more than the sequel. I do too, but he's good in that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, hmm. anyway, cool. so next game, Steve's pick. I've never played it, um, but our next show is going to coincide with a somewhat special day <laughs> because not only are we weren't watching Starship Troopers, Ooh. but it's the same week as Toddy Boy's birthday. Oh, it is. I just oh, looked that up myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. So it's basically a two for one, man. 
So nice. Starship Troopers. Would you like to hear more? Movies. Would you like to hear more? I'm rereading the book right now too in preparation because I I wanted to compare them. So a great book if you like military sci-fi um, satire. So pick it up. Well, hopefully you can finish it by then because I would love to hear the differences from the book. Yeah, it's it's like I'm I'm a quarter through. It's only like two sixty, so it'll be fine. Oh, okay, that's not bad. But uh, we truly appreciate it for you guys giving us a listen uh, on Playtale Requiem and all our other episodes. Like Steve mentioned earlier, we have a Discord. If you're interested in some crazy shenanigans, talking nerdy stuff, or even joining up so we can game on the weekends when we do, uh, join up. Send us a message. We'll send you the link. Come come hang out with come hang out with us. We got the boys, the girls. Everyone is welcome. Um, but that's going to do it for tonight. Go uh, get your shot from the macula so you don't have to worry about it. Um, but with that being said, latest gators. Goodbye. 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 Welcome back to Let's XP Geek and Gaming Podcast. This is episode number 64. Tonight we're talking about... Talking about blah, 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 blah. Come on, you can do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, welcome back to <laughs> Let's X... <laughs> you like that transition? I did like it. Take three. Hello, welcome back to Let's XP Geek and Gaming Podcast. This is episode number 64. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Todd. Oh my God. You, you, said, you said Geek and Gaming. <laughs> so I... <laughs> Dick in gaming. We know it's on the mind. <laughs> 64, <laughs> Episode 64. Requiem. <laughs> Plague Tale Requiem.